Simmons. Fly ball shallow left. Back is Cosmo. He'll take it. He'll call. Oh, it's going to drop. It falls. Miscommunication. And the bases are loaded, and Box can't believe it. They're calling it an infield fly rule. Welcome into Infield Fly. It is episode 32. I'm Ben, joined as always by Mr. Blake Rochelle. September 13th, 3 o'clock p.m. We Friday got the 13th. Friday the 13th, full moon tonight. Blood moon coming up. So you know the freaks are going to be out. And we're joined today by Mr. J.D. Parker. This is his second time joining us. Going to talk a little uh, baseball with us, a little Titans, a little NFL, and close out the day with some balls and some college football. So, J.D., good to have you on with us, man. How's it been going? Oh, it's been going pretty good, guys. I've been uh, I've been uh, working and done with that baseball league, so I'm uh, – a lot a lot of Saturdays and weekdays free now that the balls suck and no baseball so <laughs> yeah how'd that uh how'd that baseball league end up going man we ended up dominating uh we uh we had a guy that had pitched in the minors before and the league was a lot more competitive last year and this year kind of the competition went down or maybe we just got that much better I don't know but uh, it, was, it was a fun league. I hope y'all play in the next year. So get yeah, some man. revenge from those. Well, if I move days. closer to Tullahoma, I'll think about it. But I'm about two hours <laughs> away right now. So. Oh, man, you'll be all right. about you, Blake? Any news for the week before we Today get into is it? The hottest September 13th in Tennessee history 99 degrees. I know we were talking a lot the last couple of weeks about, oh, the weather's getting cooler. The leaves are falling. No, Not yet. It's 99 degrees outside right now. We already decorated the house for fall. Big mistake. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely ready for some cooler weather. But uh, all that said, we're just going to hop right into it. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks since we've talked about the MLB, um, so we're going to hit that up a little bit today. And it's starting to look like at least five out of the six divisions are locked up. I think the NL Central still up for grabs, especially with the way the Cardinals and Cubs schedule plays out down the stretch. But the Yankees have locked up the East virtually. Um, the West is going to go to the Astros. The Central looks like the Twins. The Indians have started fading. Braves virtually locked up the NL East by dominating Washington last week, and the Dodgers clinched the West. Uh, as far as the Central goes, the Cubs and the Brewers are tied at four games back behind the Cardinals. Um, the wild card races are still pretty intriguing because the A's have now overtaken Tampa. They're a half game up, and the Indians are a half game back. And then in the NL, the Nationals are three up for the first wild card, and the Cubs and Brewers are tied for the second wild card. And then you have the Mets, Phillies, and Diamondbacks all within three games of each other. So, going to be interesting to watch down the stretch. What are you guys? Uh, what are you guys looking at here as we head toward October? Well, I mean, 
I'm looking at the wild card of the National League, probably the closest, because I I thought the Mets were out of the out of the race about a, a week and a half ago. Um, yeah. They've been playing pretty poorly, but they beat the Diamondbacks in two straight, I believe. The Diamondbacks have been struggling lately. Yeah, since I mean, they kind of came out of nowhere and then they lost like six in a row or something. Yeah, I mean that's who I, that was my fan pick because I wanted the Diamondbacks to make it just to wreak havoc. Um, mm-hmm. But it doesn't look like that's going to happen. I think a team like the Diamondbacks sitting at three and a half out, that's probably the spell uh, for a disaster for the end of their season. Uh, but, I mean, like you said, most of the divisions are pretty locked up. You got both of the central divisions are four games back. Um, and now, correct me if I'm wrong, you're a Cardinals fan. Did the Cardinals and Cubs not play a couple more times the rest of the way? Yes, yes. Okay, seven so- of our seven of our last ten are with Chicago. We, got, we have a four-game set with them uh, coming up in Chicago, and then we close out with three at Bush Stadium. So right, so, and I mean, sandwich, sandwiched in there is like Pittsburgh or somebody, maybe not Pittsburgh, uh, Arizona, Arizona sandwich in between those. So really, I mean, either one of you guys control your own destiny here. The yes. Cubs, you know, if they can take, you know, what'd you say, seven, seven games? Yeah, we got seven games with them. You know, if they could take five out of seven, I think is what they're gonna have to do because that'll get them within a game um, of the Central. Uh, I'm looking at the Brewers too. Uh, obviously, the awful injury to Christian Yelich. Mm-hmm. You just kind of see how they respond. Um, and honestly, I don't want the Brewers to make the playoffs without Christian Yelich because it just feels wrong. Uh, so I'm 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 leaning towards the six teams in the National League that would be in right now. Um, that's if the Cubs were to beat out the Brewers. Um, I'm leaning that's probably how it's going to end up. I wouldn't be surprised if the Mets got in. I mean, you look at that rotation um, and their top four there. Um, the offense being absolutely carried by Pete Alonzo. Yeah. Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if the Mets got in and made a little noise. But I think, no offense to, to you, Ben, but I think the Nationals are probably the third best team in the National League. Oh, no, I, I 100% agree with that. Okay. I didn't want to step on any <clears throat> yeah, toes. No, I just think no, that no, their no. offense with Rendon and Soto and Robles um, and then that rotation is just nasty. you got three aces in that rotation. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, and one thing I wanted to say, with, with Yelich's injury, it's going to be interesting how the NL MVP gets voted on because Rendon is – and especially if the Nats make a strong push – uh, Rendon is going to – he's going to have a case to be in LNBP. With the way Bellinger's been playing down the stretch and Yelich being out for the last three, four weeks, mm-hmm. it's, I'm going to be interested to see how the votes end up falling there for NLMVP. Because Rendon's been playing absolutely out of his mind. No, he, he has 100%. He's hitting, what, 330, 120-ish RBIs, 30 homers. He's been – he's having a career year and a contract year, so good on yep. him. Yeah. Well, with that being said, I mean, Rendon's has kind of snuck up on you, um, whereas Bellinger's obviously playing out in L.A., which not a whole lot of people just watch him except for the Dodgers fans because they play out west. Uh, Rendon has really snuck – I saw his stats the other night, and I couldn't believe that no one else really talked about him 
in the MVP race. You know, you don't see a whole lot on him. He's a quiet guy, not really a superstar that, as far as personality goes. Mm-hmm. But to me, he would be the MVP in my opinion. But I think voters would go with the sexier pick, which would be Cody Bellinger because he plays for the Dodgers and they are first in the National League and in the league. Are they first overall? Or are they just in the National I League? think the Yankees and Astros are tied for the best record now. I'll check yeah. that. Um, but, I mean, I'm still going Yelich. I mean, if you look at his numbers, even if he – well, he is going to miss the last two weeks of the season. But I still think his numbers are going to hold up um, as the best in the yeah. National League. So I'm th- still going the- with, uh, with Yelich if, it, if I had a vote. That's the thing, like, if he missed these three and a half weeks or whatever in the middle of the season, then nobody would, like, blink an eye at it. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he's missing them, like, at the end of the year, I feel like that might sway some voters. I would probably still vote for Yelich, too, but I don't know how they're going to. But, yeah, the, the Yankees are at 97-51, and 51 and the Astros are 95-53. and 53. Yeah, they got a two-game lead on the Dodgers and Astros yep. right now. So... And that's important, you know. Dodgers yep. can get that home field advantage if they could catch up with the Yankees if it came down to those two teams. Yeah. Who, who do y'all think is, is making it out uh, in the AL as far as in the wild card? I know you got Oakland, who I think is a half game up on uh, Tampa right uh, now. Oakland's Tampa. a half up on Tampa, and then Tampa's a half up on Cleveland. Yeah. I'm going with uh, – I think Cleveland's gonna gonna make it. I think uh, they've had Jose Ramirez kind of turn a corner. Their pitching to me this season has been the most surprising. Um, I know Plesac has kind of started trending downward, uh, but Shane Bieber has been awesome this season. I think he's in the top five in strikeouts in the American League. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I would probably lean towards Cleveland taking that last spot from Tampa, seeing a Cleveland-Oakland matchup in the wild card. Yeah, uh, one thing, though, Jose's out. He's he's hurt. I don't oh, know when he's I expected. Miss that. Yeah, he's been out for a while. Um, Did he break his wrist? Did he get hit by a pitch or something like that? Yeah, yeah, He's his hand is hurt. Uh, he's It was uh, August 27th is when he got hurt, and they said he'd be out five to seven weeks, so – They've Shows been, how much I watch the American League. Yeah. Yeah. So, But he was. No, he was absolutely crucial to them getting back into the central race. Uh, but ever since he kind of got hurt, they've, they've kind of tailed off there a little bit. Uh, but I like I like Tampa to come through there. I think their rotation is just as good as Cleveland's. But I think Oakland has the weakest rotation of the three. Easily, yeah. And then – uh, I just I, lo- I think Tampa has some nice pieces. Austin Meadows is back from injury, and he's hitting the ball well. Um, so I like them to come out of the wild card there. I don't know if any of the three can beat the Yankees or the Astros. But no way. To me, to me, Cleveland and Tampa Bay are the two teams I'm looking at. Oakland, although Oakland does have the easier division, um, it really depends you know i have to look at the schedule and see if they play or how many times they play uh houston yeah but to me cleveland and francisco lindor has had a, a great year i know he started off the year on the on the dl but i think he, i saw the other day he's got 30 over 30 home runs now 
Um, and he's had a he's had a good season for them. And their rotation, you got Clevenger, Plezak, Bieber, and then you got Kluber that's got to come back at some point. I don't know if he's pitched yet in any games. And then no. uh, I know Carrasco came back the other day out of the bullpen, I believe. So, um, man, their rotation is so good. They're kind of like the Braves where I think right now they'd have obviously Bieber, Clevenger, and um, – I think we're having – some probably technical Kluber, probably Kluber if he came back and then they'd probably take their other two starters. Yeah, I think we're having some technical JD, issues we're, yeah. with JD. Hey, he, can you hear? Can you he hear? Us? He's on the road. He's calling in from the road reporting on the road. Yeah. Can you hear us, JD? I think he cannot hear us. <laughs> I don't think he can hear us. All right, so we'll uh, we'll try and pick him back up. We'll try to reestablish Wait. that connection. Um, Anything else we need to talk about? MLB was. I can hear y'all. Oh, 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 there we go. Is he back? Is he back? Okay, we missed he went like a dead zone there. Yeah, we missed a lot of that. We, I'm sure it was fantastic. It was the best <laughs> uh, knowledge. It was a knowledge bomb. But uh, anything else we got on MLB? No, I mean we'll probably give our picks Hello? in the next week or two, um, whenever the the standings look uh, pretty cemented. Um, I mean, I would say right now the my favorites in both would be the the Dodgers and the Astros. Um, if I had to pick a team out of each, yeah. Um, watch out for the Nationals though. Um, if, if you're a Braves fan, you want the Nationals to win that wild card game and beat the Dodgers and the uh, NLDS um, because, honestly, you just match up better with the Nationals than you do the Dodgers. So, hoping yep. for that. Yep, hoping for that Braves cards NLDS so we can go to it in Atlanta. Um, but that's about it for MLB. We're going to try and pick JD back up here for our NFL talk, and we will be <clears> right <throat> back. to infield fly well folks it could not have been a better start to week one in the nfl um i don't know if you guys agree but oh, yeah. uh tighten up yes. tighten up all we heard off season was oh baker mayfield's got all these weapons oh he's gonna score 100 touchdowns and guess what Logan Ryan, Malcolm Butler, Kevin Byard, Adore Jackson, all Almost. just had their way. Cameron Wake, I mean, oh, the guy dipped man. into the fountain of youth. 
in abs. What did he get? Four sacks, I think, or three? No, sacks? no, we had two and a half. Yeah. Okay, okay. We had like six as a team. I think. Well, I I did hear this stat from PK uh, early in the week that Cameron Wake in one game has more sacks this season than Arakpo and Derek Morgan both had combined last year. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, part of that's because the Browns are. Um, how do I put this lightly? Idiots. It was so ugly, man. Undisciplined. Having a player get ejected for punch or for kicking a, a guy in the face. Like how how stupid is that? Yeah. Um, not just a guy, but your starting left tackle. Yeah. Who then moves other guys over, and your offensive line is trash, and now Baker's getting a lot of pass rush on him. And the Titans just dominated, scored 21 points in the fourth quarter, including a pick six from Malcolm Butler. Um, I And I know we said this last week, not to overreact to week one. Yeah, but, just, but we're going to the Super Bowl. Not yeah, to I mean, overreact, we're going to Super Bowl. Mariota's going to be yeah. re-signed to a decent extension. And uh, A.J. Brown's going to be in Rookie of the Year. So yeah. that's about it. Anything yeah, else? To, I think we covered it all. Not to overreact. Best defense since, you know, the Bears. Crime <laughs> Bears. So I, I will say this. I think this defense has the potential to be the best defense since that 08 team that went 13-3. and um, Especially if they can keep getting a consistent pass rush. Exactly, Cameron, yeah. Cameron Wake, they, he doesn't play every down. He's not going to play every down. But he's in there on those important passing downs and made a huge impact. And uh, – Harold Landry was living in the backfield, too. I don't know if he ended up uh, tallying a sack, but he was back there all night long. Uh, if they can get a pass rush, man, that just makes a really good secondary even better. That defense, I love Evans and uh, Brown flying around in the middle. Oh, man, that, that defense is fun to watch. Very exciting. Yeah, I mean, you look at it at this win, and it's a huge win. Obviously, the Browns a little overhyped because they get Odell and Olivier Vernon. And it's not that the Browns played awful. They, they played a decent first half, but the big thing that helped the Titans win was discipline, and, oh, yeah. which is – I feel like that's just a Mike Vrabel staple at this point because look last year, and they were a very disciplined team last year. Mm-hmm. Right. So yep. if they can control the ball, if they can run the ball, playoff play action, and they're they're going to play a disciplined game. It it all comes down to if they can hold on to the ball because they're going to kick field goals. They're going to defend well, um, and this secondary paired with a pass rush can be elite. Last year, the, the problem was the quarterbacks that we played had way too much time to throw the football yep and any secondary when when you don't have when you have a good secondary i mean you could take the jack secondary plug them into our defense last year and they would have gotten you know they would they would have given up as much passing yards as our defense as our secondary did you can only cover for so long yeah you can in this league you can't hold on to you can't hold players pass interference gets called but when you have both, your, your defense has a chance to be elite. And we have good linebackers, too. So, we, I don't see mm-hmm. any weaknesses on our defense except maybe uh, maybe a little bit on our interior defensive line. But once Jeffrey Simmons comes back, I don't know what the weakness is on defense. 
Yeah. I, I, after week one, I, I mean, I have to agree with you. They, they looked good, man. Um, and one of the players that I think I mentioned, I don't know if I did or not, but at least in my head, I was thinking was interesting to see come back because we didn't see him play at all in the preseason was Derrick Henry, seeing if he could keep it rolling after his hot end to last year. He looked pretty good. He took that long pass, or he took that pass a long ways for a touchdown. Uh, if he can keep playing, that I mean, that only makes things easier for Mariota. I did right. not think that Deion Lewis looked very good. Um, no, he dropped but, a touchdown, or would-be touchdown pass, and kind of the same idea, yeah. like a little swing pass. Yeah. Yeah, but Henry looked good, and it was great to see Delaney Walker back out there looking like his old self because that's, you know, was Marcus's favorite target up until he got hurt last year. So really good to see him out there. And then A.J. Brown looked very good also. <laughs> yes. he, he had me excited. He looks shifty, and he's a big guy to tackle too. Uh, yeah. I just, when we were watching it uh, here – when he made those cuts, all I could think about was uh, the Chris Berman whoop, whoop. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> just what what I was doing while I was watching that. Back, 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 back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he could go all the way. Man, it, and really watching watching the offense. Obviously, Derrick Henry played well, and a great called game by Arthur Smith. Who yes, awesome. Yes, um, they had that little lull there early, late second, uh, early third. But, I mean, you're going to have those kind of ebbs and flows through a, a game. But for the most part, you know, really knew when to, to, to dial up the play action. And he got Derrick Henry on the outside of the tackles, out in space, which is where Derrick Henry thrives. He's not a good inside runner like people would think. He's, mm-hmm. he's much more get him out in space and let him punish a defensive back yep. or a linebacker. Um, yes, I agree with that. I thought Arthur Smith called a great. I mean, it, it was so much better than anything Matt Lafleur did last year. And the guy, like the team, really buys in to what Arthur Smith does. You can just tell they they love having him call plays. I oh, I got I think excited that's a watching his offense. Of him being around so long, around yep. his team for so long. Yeah. Um and you know you think about Vrabel being a Belichick uh, coaching tree stem. You know, disciple. Colin Cowherd in the off season, or no, I think I think it was in the off season. He was talking about this game, and he was kind of saying, "Y'all chill out on the Browns, chill out." Like they still, they might have a lot of talent, and it's probably going to take a few weeks for it all to kind of gel together. Yeah, so chill out on the Week One Browns, and their schedule is is pretty rough at the beginning of the year. I know they've got the Jets on Monday night, and we'll pick that game later on in this segment. But, uh, you know, you think about Vrabel and the discipline that this team shows. um, And and what Cowherd was saying was that a lot of scouts and a lot of guys in the NFL think that Vrabel could be be one of the best best guys to come from that New England staff. As far as – you know, he's not really uh, going to be a, a schemer as far as offense goes. Um, he's not going to be the guy to go out there and draw it up and draw out the right play to, to, to get a touchdown. But the CEO mentality, I guess, uh, yeah. managing the team as a whole, which is something that we'll talk about that Jeremy Pruitt's not doing a very good job of right now. 
I think Vrabel is just the opposite, doing a very good job of managing the entire team and then delegating certain roles to his coaching staff and trusting them, like Arthur Smith, to make those decisions and to, to, to do the things to put his team in places to succeed. Yeah. I agree with yeah. that. I mean, so far the results are good on Vrabel. J.D., go ahead. What were you about to say? Yeah, Vrabel, to me, he's already shown that he's – He's a player's coach. He he and John Robinson, really, they, they get down there. And I saw John Robinson going through drills today with players. I mean, who's GMs down there putting on the dead gun pad and, and, hitting, and hitting people, you know, in drills? I mean, and, and Rabel, yeah. he does – I heard someone say the other day he does wind sprints before every practice or before every game, you know. If you're a player and you see your coach out there and your GM out there out there with you, you know, talking to you, that, that gives you a, a, a feeling of, you know, they're, they want to be there with you and they're I, invested I know, me, as much as you are. Right. Yeah, their I mean, their body is that you care. Yeah. And Vrabel, I mean, I feel like, yeah, I don't think he's ever going to be an X's and O's guy, but he's going to be a technique guy, a guy that helps players on the individual level. And he, I feel like he knows the kind of guys, as far as coaches that he wants to have on his staff. And that's just as important as being the X's and O's guys. You can do it. You can skin a cat a million ways, you know. Um, but I feel like he's got a mindset and a style that's going to be successful no matter who his coordinator is. Um, because he's, he preaches discipline and hold on to the football. And going back to our, our weapons on offense, to me we have three fringe number one targets as pass catchers you've got aj brown who looked phenomenal i'm not gonna sell the form on him yet you got Corey davis who didn't have any catches but man he was critical on some of those those down the field blocks and you know i think he's a, a team first guy which i love and you got to have that kind of guy with a team like the titans and then obviously delaney walker coming back as he said draft a you know what tied in <laughs> Because he's he's him and Cameron Wake are drinking out of the fountain of youth, and you know, man, I I just love the game. Um, we'll see. It's a big game this week against the Colts, obviously. Yep. So I've got to see, I've got to see what they do against them because that they have been the team that has, that has had our number the past ten years, no matter who's been at quarterback, minus yep. the one year that we swept them because Luck was hurt, but. Yep. Yeah, so that's a good lead-in, J.D., for this week. It is Indy coming to town to Nashville. Uh, I don't know. What's the, what's the – Blake, do you know what the line is for the game? Uh, okay. Real quick, I wanted to kind of hit on what you said about – J.D., what you said about him knowing guys as far as coaches to bring in to do a job. Um, the perfect – like, as soon as you said that, the name that came to my mind immediately was Kerry Coombs, this DB's coach. Whenever they, whenever they signed Vrabel, Coombs came from Ohio State as their defensive backs coach. And at first it kind of was like, you know, that's a big jump going from a position group um, in college to a position group in the NFL. You know, usually you see maybe a coordinator go to a position group in the NFL. Um, but, you know, I know the secondary is talented, but their technique has been second to none as well. I mean, I think Coombs has a lot to do with that. So I just wanted to kind of hit on that. 
but I will get yeah. the line pulled up. Well, Combs also is a – I mean, Ohio State's defensive backs – No, no, you're good. right. I mean, yeah. Okay. Yeah. his reputation uh, precedes him. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the line is the Titans are right. – sorry, go ahead. No, I, I, I don't know if that was my, my – I think I had some sound issues because I missed a lot of what you just said. But what's the, what's the line? Uh, Titans are three-point favorites at home. Uh, okay. ESPN Three. Football Power Index has them at a 65.7% chance to win. Okay. Uh, Colts coming off a loss to the Chargers that they battled back and took it to overtime, uh, had a chance to win. Um, I, I still – I know they got Brissett under center now, um, and I, I talked about this last week when we kind of previewed the whole league. I still think the Colts are set up well. They have an excellently constructed roster, um, and Brissett's in a good spot to still succeed. I mean, he's not Andrew Luck. Obviously, he's not going to be Andrew Luck, but their roster is set up well around him. Uh, Marlon Mack went nuts last week with 174 rushing yards. I don't expect that out of him every week. Um, And then T.Y. Hilton still was the favorite target for Brissett. Eight catches, 87 yards, and two tutties versus the Chargers. Um, so, with that said, what are you guys looking for in this game this week? Um, the Colts coming to Nashville to face off against the Titans. Consistent pass rush. Um, yep. You hit the nail on the head about it last week. You know, that's what's going to take this team, like they like to say, from good to great. They've got to uh, – They've got to keep Cameron Waite getting after the quarterback, Harold Landry, uh, maybe Sharif Finch mm-hmm. can get some snaps in there. Um, but it just makes everything else on the defense easy. Uh, the the matchup that I'm really looking forward to will be Marlon Mack out of the backfield and then those tight ends matching up with Jayon Brown in the pass coverage game. Because I think yeah. think Jayon Brown's probably one of the, be- the best pass covering uh, linebackers in the league. I mean that's kind yeah. of, that was kind of his mo coming out of college was that he was so quick, um, and he can cover the tight ends and the running backs coming out of the backfield. Yeah. And the two tight ends didn't do a whole lot last week right. for Indy against the Chargers. I think they had two catches combined for twenty eight yards. So, yeah. But we know what they can do. I mean that's that's yeah, been yeah. the Titans' Achilles heel on defense yeah. for many years, whether it was Houston or Indianapolis, Jack Doyle, um, or the for. For Donkowicz, whatever yeah. guy for Houston yeah. from a few years back. Darowitz. I mean, they just absolutely killed Tore them whenever yeah. uh, – who was the other – Avery Williamson. Avery, Avery Williamson, Williamson couldn't cover anything. With a yeah. Yeah. To me, to me the, key, the key player that they've really got to make someone else beat them is T.Y. Hilton, who absolutely – Torched Odori Jackson last year, yeah, and and he torched us in both games. And he was hurt the second game. Yeah, you've got to make sure Odori, uh, excuse me, Ty Hilton doesn't beat you. And if you do that, I think the Titans have a really good chance of winning. I think they win this game, um, and I think the division could hinge on this game because I don't think they beat the Colts at on the road. You know, I think they'll be a little more desperate because I think we win this game, but yeah. I also think it's on the road. We never play well in Indy, no matter if we're 
if they're bad or not. Um, to me, this game in week two is probably the most important because if you can win this game as well, you've won two out of four with two of your – which you would hopefully call two of your better defensive line, or line players, offensive and defensive, are out for these four, first four games at least. Mm-hmm. And, you know, especially LaJuan, if we can win – if we go 500 with him out and Dennis Kelly, you know, us helping him out on the left side, I feel like we have a good chance to win the division. I do. Um, so, to me, that's that's the – that's the big game is this week. And, yeah. You know, and I think the Colts – I think they still make the playoffs. I think they're – they should have won last week. I mean, Vin- if you tell me – if you tell me that it comes down to Adam Vinatieri making seven points or seven, you know, field goals or extra points or seven points worth of that, and you tell me that he misses all of them and you still only lose by, what, three, six six in overtime? Yeah. You know, I would be happy with that if I was the Colts because that Chargers are a good team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I like everything you said, J.D. I think that they – I think the Titans win too. I picked them to win when I was going through the schedule last week and I only saw about seven or eight wins for the Titans. Um, so I, I like them to beat Indy at home Sunday too. Maybe that's maybe a little, maybe we're a little high off of week one. We'll know a little more after week Probably two, so. <laughs> but if you can win, if you can go up two games on the Colts team, you know, everybody else in the South lost last week. So the Titans were the only team that won. So they're starting out ahead of the gate. Um, I look for Derrick Henry to have another big game. Austin Eckler had a nice game um, against the Colts Sunday. He caught six balls, which Henry's probably not going to do. But I look for them to try to establish Henry early on and help the defense out against T.Y. Hilton by trying to keep him off the field a little bit. So, Blake, what about you? Think Titans Titan win Sunday or? Yeah, I mean, if you would have asked me. Uh, you know, before the season where the Titans beat the Browns, I probably would have said no. Um, yeah. Just because I didn't think they would be able to outscore them. They did. Uh, but I was always kind of leaning towards the sweep of the Colts. I mean, I'm not as high on Brissett as both of you guys are. Um, I think he's a backup at best in the NFL. That's why he is where he is. Um, but, I mean, Marlon Mack and T.Y. Hilton – I mean, that's about it as far as what scares me on their offense. Like you said, Ebron, you know, he had a monster year last year, but that was with Andrew Luck mm-hmm. um, at the helm. And Andrew Luck, one of those guys that just makes everyone else better. They don't really scare me a whole lot on offense. Their defense is pretty stout. Um, I don't know if you guys saw that pick. Yes, like the Hooker. one-handed Hooker. pick by Hooker My was incredible. Word. That was amazing. Yeah. Um, but I think – the. It's going to be like this for every game. The most, honestly, the most important person on the Titans team is Mariota. Yeah. Because he didn't have to do a whole lot last week to beat the Browns. I mean, you, the two touchdowns that he had to Walker, one of them was a good throw. The other one was a little bit of an, of, of a, I guess, an out route. Um, and Walker made a good play. And then the one to Henry, he just, it was a screen, and Henry yeah. did the rest. So he didn't really, he was 14 to 24, not great. Um, a lot of those throws were much farther down the field than he's thrown in the past, though. So, too. So. Yeah, AJ, the AJ, one of the passes to AJ Brown, 
I think to start the game off, that was that was a good throw. He did miss some throws, but you know, a lot of his passes that probably would have been completed were called for penalties, you know, on the Browns because they were holding Corey Davis because he was about to be wide open. And, you know, I think he did well enough, obviously. Mariota's never going to be – he's never going to be a precision passer. I just – I think we're past that. I think everybody knows that. You've, he's more of a West Coast quarterback. And I, th- I think that's – Right. You know, and- let him throw screens. Let him be athletic. Let him get outside the pocket. Let him use play action. He's not going to be in there. He's not going to be a Patrick Mahomes or a or Aaron Rodgers. And I, I think we just got to move forward with that. Right. I mean, and that's that's my thing is is can he protect the ball? That's that's what my real yeah. question the rest of the season because we know we've had fumble issues. Um, he had an interception problem last year. I think it's just can he protect the ball and let the playmakers make plays and let the defense make plays. And I I think he does that this week. I like the Titans to to win this one pretty handily at home um, in the home opener. I'm going to take them 27-14, be my pick. Ooh. So. Okay. I like it. I like it. We all three like the Titans on Sunday. Are we, do we have uh, to put a score to it? Do it. Put your name uh, on something. Okay. I'm going to say – I'm going to say it's going to be much closer. I'm going to say 24-20 Titans. 24-20. Yeah. I like that. I'm going to go uh, – I think it's going to be closer, too. I like the Titans to win 23-17. Uh, 20, to We'll say 23-20. to 20. Oh, I'm going to come a point under J.D.'s score. Price is right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like it for a dollar less, please. Exactly. Wow. Uh, as far as the rest of the league – what else do we got? Um, Texans Saints well, from, game on Monday from week night. One, How can we from not week talk one, about yeah. that? Texans Saints game was incredible. Oh, uh, me and Blake were messaging during it when there was forty seconds left. He gave up on the Saints. I said it's not over. I was like, it's not over. You got Drew Brees back there. Drew Brees Texans did not do anything to win that game. I'm shut sorry. Up. Look. The Shut last up. pass that he threw, oh the Texans cornerbacks were like thirty yards off the ball. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Drew Brees led the Saints down the field. A ten-yard pass to Michael or to Ted Ginn, when the cornerback is giving him twenty yards to play with. It's no. You're not going to come. Will Lutz won that game. Led the the Saints Saints down the field to set up the game-winning field goal by Will Lutz. Incredible game. Uh, uh, We we both expected it to be a shootout. Is awesome. JD, did you get to see the game? I watched bits and pieces of it. you know, and I saw that the Saints won at the end. I didn't really catch the second half of the game, which was apparently much better than the first half. But yeah, um, you know, a lot of people, and you know, everybody's picked now that Luck's gone as the Texans to win the division. And I, I understand they've got a great quarterback, Deshaun Watson, great quarterback, and maybe the the trade for Laramie Tunsil was a good trade for them well he got whipped he did not he got good whipped around the field monday night yeah and and he'll probably be better later in the season of course yeah titans have to play him you know (laughs) play them two of the last three games or three two of the last four games or something like that but you know i'm not high on the texans i think their defense is older their roster in general is older their offensive line sucks they don't have a running game J.J. Watt was absolutely shut down Monday. He did, did not, not have a single – yeah, he didn't have a single pressure or anything. Yeah, I think 
I think their best days are behind them, and they don't even have a GM still. I think yeah. Bill O'Brien <laughs> just went to Aaron Colvin, who they who was one of their corners that they paid last year, and said, "Hey, dude, you're off the team for for that performance." <laughs> and they couldn't do anything about it because yeah. there's no GM that he could yeah. go to. Be like, and there's not going to be a GM because they don't have a first round pick the next two years, and they have one second round pick. Yeah. yeah, they don't need a gym if you don't have any picks, I guess. Yeah, yeah they pushed all their chips to the table for sure. Yeah, I, I just think their their ownership and their coaching is probably – ownership might be last in our division. I don't know. I don't know. I think Jacksonville having Tom Coughlin kind of up in the management helps a little bit with structure. Um, I think Bill O'Brien is better than Doug Marone, though. But yeah. to me – Nobody is worse than Jim Mersey. I'm sorry. The pill popper? <laughs> I mean, that guy's a nutcase. Okay. As far as owners, yeah, he might be the most, you know, idiotic, off-the-rail off owner. Yeah. But to me, as far as GM and coach and quarterback go, I feel like the Texans, Texans are third. Now, they probably have the best quarterback in the division, but their coach and GM, I don't think you're there. So, yeah. But, yes, it was a great game. Um, Saints pulled it out. Credit to Drew Brees. Thank you. Credit to Will <laughs> Lutz. No, no, one is discredit, no one is discrediting Will Lutz. On hey, credit to, a the field, yarder, credit but, to the field goal holder. Then. Yeah. Just, but, yeah. <laughs> um, great game. Great. Alvin Kamara continues to look incredible for the Saints. Also, um, another primetime game. Definitely did not go – I at least thought this game would be competitive, but Clear. it was not. for two on those The picks. Patriots absolutely destroyed the Steelers. And, you know, in recent years, the Pats have kind of come out flat in week one, week yeah. two, kind of looked a little bit. But they just looked, I mean, and, and Michelle did nothing on the ground. He had 15 carries for 14 yards. But Tom Brady is talking about the fountain of youth because this guy just doesn't age at all. And they're only going to get stronger with Antonio Brown coming in the next couple of weeks. And then in week 15, when Gronk comes back. So <laughs> they, they just dominated Pittsburgh. And I don't know if it says, I don't know how much it actually says about Pittsburgh. Cause I still think they're pretty solid, but I think it says more about the, how good the Patriots are just year in and year out, man. It, it is. I don't know. I don't know what else to say about the Pats, man. I really don't. They made a statement. I mean, that's just they the did. best way to put it. I mean, they're they, – They showed the AFC who's who still their top daddy dog. Is. Who's still top dog. But, yeah, I mean, and On top of that, getting Antonio Brown. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just ridiculous. I mean, go back to head coach or quarterback head coach. Yeah. And then management. And then little roster turnover. turnover. You know, that's a big thing, I think, for the Titans this year, too, is – they returned a lot of players, so and coaches. So I mean, that's and good players and good coaches. Not you know, retaining the Dolphins roster from last year is not necessarily what? a good thing. Yeah, yeah. and I'll, I'll get to I'll bring that up later in the podcast when we talk about. Well, I'm not going to talk about them yet. I, I don't <laughs> want to go into depression. Yeah. So all right, we got to make our picks for the week for the NFL. Yep. All right, so we did not record Wednesday like usual. Too much going on, so we didn't pick Thursday night's game, which was thinker anyway. Mm, Cam um, Newton washed. 
Oof. Bucks. Panthers are looking rough, and we both kind of liked them in our preview. Ron uh, Rivera is going to be the first head coach fired. It's looking it right rough. Now. Looking rough for the Panthers. Bucks had a nice bounce back. Uh, but we do have a Monday night game and a Sunday night game. And Sunday is Eagles at the Falcons. Um, and the line on that one is Philadelphia is a two-point favorite right now. So who do you guys like in the Phillies Eagles? Or JD, Phillies, what we're kind of doing Philly here. Falcons game. <laughs> is uh, we're going just again. We're just going picking against the spread here. We're not necessarily picking out right. Which two point spread? Pretty much a pick pretty em. much a pick them. So yep. good luck with that, man. I'll take the. Uh, I really like the Falcons going in. You know they're my team to. They've kind of struggled in years past, but they've been decimated by injuries, and of course they didn't play worth a they crap. Terrible. They look. They look awful. Like the Dolphins, Minnesota, but. I think they turn it around. I think they got a good coach. They got a good enough quarterback and a good team around him. To me, I think they come out pissed off. I think they win, and I, obviously they cover if they win. You said yeah. the Eagles minus Eagles three, Eagles minus are two. minus two. Yeah, yeah. Give give me the Falcons. Okay, Blake. The Falcons last week, Matt Ryan. Two picks. I'm pretty sure they lost or they fumbled the ball like four or five times and lost it once. Yeah. Um, absolutely awful. The Eagles coming off of the Deshaun Watson revival tour. Carson Wentz revival tour. Well, that too. But Deshaun Watson, eight receptions, 154 yards, two Deshaun touchdowns. Jackson? Deshaun Jackson. <laughs> Deshaun Jackson, yeah. You said Deshaun Watson. That's why. I was oh, confused. oh, oh, oh! No, 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 no! no. I'm, <laughs> I'm literally looking at his name right now, and I can't even say it. Yeah, but yeah, Carson Wentz looked pretty great too. Um, the rush, the running game, not so much. Yeah. Um, but I like the Eagles here. Uh, I think they're the better team. They're better coached, in my opinion. Um, and I'll take the Eagles to go to Atlanta and get the dub. Yeah. Uh, I like Philly, too. Um, I think the Falcons are desperate. I think Dan Quinn's seat is getting a little bit warm um, after they've kind of struggled. They've kind of struggled since they didn't deliver that Super Bowl win. Mm, um, things you hate to see. Yeah. And I think the Eagles, uh, they, get, they got off to kind of a slow start against Washington, and then they kind of turned it around. Um, I think they need to come out and establish the run. Carson Wentz a little bit, but yeah, I like uh, I like the Eagles here probably by about a touchdown. Yeah. So, and then uh, Monday night we got the Browns headed to New Jersey to take on the Jets. The Jets now without um, Sam Darnold who got mono somehow. And I missed that what? Yeah, that happened on Thursday, I believe. He got it. He got it from Demarius Thomas, who the Patriots traded. Yeah, I saw, and I saw that. They played him that week. So Demarius Thomas carrying mono to the Jets. But yeah, no, he got mono. He's out. He's going to be out for a few weeks, probably. It said he's already lost a significant amount of weight. Um, so Trevor Simeon is starting for the Jets on Monday night. Um, yep. But regardless, Doesn't I matter. think I would still be taking Cleveland. Yeah, I think Cleveland's going to bounce back. Um, I see a big game coming from Odell here. 
Um, and I like the Brown- Browns are six point favorites right now. I think they cover that and win by two touchdowns. I think they're going to be mad. They're going to be a lot. I think they're going to play a lot cleaner football Monday night than they did on Sunday. Yeah, I don't think it's that big of a of a of a whooping there. Um, to me, that I think they win by something more like uh, nine points, probably three field goals or. or or so. Um, I mean, that's still a, a pretty good deficit, but yeah, I think I think Baker Baker Mayfield still kind of struggles. I think he's going to get humbled real quick. I do think he's a good player, though. I mean, he's got a rocket arm and he's accurate. So, I mean, but I do, I will take the Browns. Okay. You know, I would be willing to lean New York if Darnold was playing, uh, mostly just to go against the rest of you. Yeah. Um, but I can't. I can't go against Cleveland going up against Trevor Simeon, even with their starting offensive lineman, Lamb. Well, I guess is he a starter or not? I guess he's not since he came in. But anyway, I'm going to take Cleveland to cover as well. Um, the spread's actually moved up to six and a half, but we'll go with mm. the six number that I put down whenever I make okay. this watch show. All right. So me and Blake like the Eagles. He's got the Falcons. And then we all three like the Browns to beat. To beat the Jets on Monday night. Uh, anything else NFL we need to hit? No. no. The Is Dolphins. It? The the Vols might be able to beat the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah. don't start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Georgia Dolphins. State might. Dolphins are going to have a long season. It's going to be start start your uh, fantasy defenses against the Dolphins. That's why I pick up the Patriots, baby. Yep, me too. But with that, we're going to move on. Talk a little bit of balls. Um, got a game this week, I guess. We'll talk about what's gone wrong for them you so sound far. super we'll be... thrilled for this next segment. <laughs> I'll tell you uh, what, folks. In the break, we are going to uh, pump Ben with some adrenaline. We're, we're going to come out fired up talk about the GC balls. We're going to be electric. Hot takes coming off the board, rants flying through the air. I mean, it's time. It is time to talk about the Vols. All right, right well, you, you heard that. It's whatever. Welcome back into Infield Fly. It's time for our third segment, which will be the least fun one of the day. Uh, college football and the Tennessee Vols. Bring that energy. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> Welcome back it's- into Infield Fly. Tennessee sucks, and we're hype about it. Go Vols. <laughs> yes, they I'm definitely a Vol for suck. life, y'all. Support these they boys. They definitely suck. They definitely suck. It's been about a week since the BYU game, so – I was pretty much over it in about 20 minutes. Uh, well, I didn't, didn't watch, watch it, so it was easier I, for I you didn't. to get over it. So why don't you let someone who actually witnessed the heartbreak All right. speak Go for to it. the people. JD, did you watch it? I'll let you speak to the people. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I wasted two hours of my life. Uh, well, it wasn't total waste. It was good to see that they actually came to play a little bit, but we still suck. So These yeah. running backs, man. Yeah, 
I, mm. Their stat lines looked pretty good when I checked the box score. Mm. Look, there's good pieces to the to the team right now. It's well, just there's one piece that's really bad, and I think that's what's dragging us down pretty yes, hard. Yes, yes, yes. And his name is Jarrett Garantano, but I'm going to say Garantano because I don't care about. We need Jarrett Garantano right. back. Yeah, yeah. We need the old <laughs> Garantano. Uh, the quarterback play to me, just looking at the box score and hearing from what people said, watching the game, they looked better is what people said than they looked week one against Georgia State. But Garantano, oh Garantano seems to be what's really dragging them down right now. And I, I'll let you guys speak on that a little more, but that's just my impressions since y'all actually did watch the game. Well, they should have lost in regulation. I mean, the t- first touchdown he threw to Jawan Jennings, if it's not Jawan Jennings, he doesn't catch that ball. He gets yeah. tipped right before he gets to him because he threw it into like quadruple coverage. I mean, the guy does not make reads. You can ask. No, if, if he has to come off his first him. read, yeah, if he has to come off his first read, it's it, he just doesn't. He just and, doesn't come off. And that's why he's always throwing it short of the sticks on third down because that first read's not there. He dumps it off to the guy that's you know his check down receiver. It's just absolute. Look, I don't know if there's anybody better behind him, and I'm not gonna say it can't get any worse because obviously it can. But yeah. you've got to have some competition there. If anything, just to punch JG in the face and say, hey, you know, we're willing to roll with this guy if you keep sucking. Um, but it's just awful. And I know Pruitt came out today and said, JG's our quarterback. You know, maybe that's his effort of a shot in the arm to him. But yeah, if they have any kind of good quarterback play in this game, they win this game. Um, the end of the half, Jawan Jennings wide open in the end zone, throws it about five seconds too late, gets tipped. Jawan Jennings can't make the play. It's just awful, man. He's just terrible. He's a horrible quarterback, and I will eat crow all day because <laughs> I predicted him to throw for like 2,900 3, 3, or 3,000 yards. 3, I think I predicted him to double his Yeah, you said 3,000 yards. I will eat that crow all day, put it in a crock pot, let it settle, I'll eat it again. I mean, he's he's not going to throw for 1,000 yards at this rate. I mean, he's horrible. He's so bad. And I'm tired of talking about him. The running backs look great. Eric Gray is – he's going to be a stud. I mean, he's the guy can joystick. He can get. He can break tackles. And then Ty Chandler is fast. Uh, hello. He is. Um, I thought Chaney did a good job of coaching around his offensive line. Uh, they A lot of times you would see them, uh, they would put Dominic Wood Anderson and Austin Pope to one side, run a stretch play that way, and the tight ends would help blocking on the linebackers um, and on the defensive line, and it worked a lot. They Very rarely did they run inside the tackles, um, and that's just something that they exploited against this slow BYU team. Um, sorry, I've talked a lot. JD, what are your thoughts on JG? So, <clears throat> as much as JG has – so, I think his problem is, is he predetermines where he's throwing yes. it. Yeah. And he's going to throw it there no matter what. And if he's not, obviously, he's looking to to throw it behind the line of scrimmage, essentially. Um, I just don't know why people create routes on, like, third and three that are two oh drag routes. Oh, my gosh, that – 
drives me insane. Pet peeve. Oh, Watch I hate it. that so much. Just run but, your route a yard deeper. Yeah. Here's the point I'm going to make with JG. New offensive coordinator. And I believe now Jim Chaney was offensive coordinator with, with Derek Dooley, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Was he was he with Lane Kiffin as well? He was no? one yes. year with Lane Kiffin, and then all three years with Jim Ch- or with uh, Derek Dooley. Really? Here's the point I'm going to make: Jonathan Crompton, who had a different coordinator originally, I think it was Crompton that was at Kiffin's yes. one and only year. Yeah. Yep. Jonathan Crompton looked terrible the first X amount of games, but the second half of the season he really came into his own in that offense and he looked phenomenal later half of the season. So I think you just ride J G out there. You let him get used to the, to the offense. Marr and JT Strout, uh, Shrout aren't going to beat out Harrison Bailey next year. If nope. they are the ones competing. So let Garantano play this year, let him play some next year. And let Bailey get comfortable in the offense and then throw Harrison Bailey out there. Garrett, I don't know if this rate is not going to be here next year. He's 100% oh, well, going to grad transfer. I mean, uh, what's that? Well, no, nothing. Nothing. What were you going to gonna say? I was about to say something, but I, never mind. I'll tell you in a minute. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you done made me lose my train of thought there. Appreciate you said Garantano is going to transfer, grad transfer. Yes. 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 100%. <laughs> I don't know what to say here. My bad. I've thrown things off the rails a little. Uh, are you <laughs> saying – I'm not saying he's good. No, no, That's no. Not what, I'm saying – He's not going to be on this roster next year. No, he's just not. Because he's, he's not going to play. Yeah. Because the second that Harrison Bailey gets in here in the spring and shows that he can read a zone defense, unlike Garantano, he's going to play. I mean, and he's he's Pruitt's guy, you know. Garantano was just the card that Pruitt was dealt. There's no way. Garantano is going to transfer down to a group of five school and try to get some good reps in before he tries to go to the NFL. That's never going to happen. He's not going to be on this roster next year. I just unless he turn, completely turns this thing around, I just there's no way he's on this roster. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Am I, I hope, insane for I thinking that? Great. No, I don't think so. No, that's and that's not what I was like. So that's oh, okay. not why I, I thought you were earlier. laughing because you thought I was thinking he was going to no, like, transfer no, 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 no. to Oklahoma. And no, 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 no. I don't that's, see that. I'm thinking no, like no. Charlotte or Georgia no. State. You know, that's no, like that. that's not why I stumbled over my words, but oh, yeah. Okay. So kind of turning the page, r- rinsing ourselves at BYU. They got Chattanooga coming to Knoxville oh. this week. I know I said I'd bet the farm last week. I mean, they're not going to lose to Chattanooga. Are they? Right. <laughs> <laughs> they're not going to lose to Chattanooga. Well, if they lose to Chattanooga, <laughs> they're not going to win a game all year. And I promise you, if they go 0-12, Pruitt will get fired. As much yeah. as you want to say that he's not going to, I I would even venture to say if he goes one and eleven, there might be some rumblings. Because I mean, you just can't do that. You just can't do that at Tennessee. You got well, you got to win. 
Yeah, you do, but you can't also keep going through this same cycle of coaches all the time because obviously they couldn't get anybody to come in here and coach them last year. Well, and now that was because of the cluster, well, you know what, after the well, Shiano debacle. I'm not sure that it's better because I, I'm going to say this may be a, an unpopular opinion, but I do not – I don't want to say I don't like Fulmer being around. But I think it has some negative – I think it has a negative effect because that puts so much pressure on Pruitt to live up to to Fulmer's standards. And, like, seeing that picture of him, like, at the press conference, getting all pissed, I, I just think that that puts off a negative vibe. And do, does that make sense, what I'm trying to say? I mean, I guess, but I don't think Fulmer expects what he – look, Fulmer loves I, himself. I don't think Fulmer expects Pruitt to do right now what he did. Um, but, I mean, you've seen it across many different programs. Year two is really when you tell if a coach is a coach or not. And they've regressed. They've gotten worse in year two than they were in year one. And I, I've heard people say, oh, it's the players. It's the Butch Jones players that are in here. You know, uh, they can't. It's the mentality. That's coaching. You have to coach these guys up. Look, you've seen Kirby Smart come in with Mark Ricks players and in year two go to the national championship game. Why can't we win six games in year two? I'm not asking for 12-0. and 0, I'm asking for six wins. You know, Tennessee's roster is a long way from what Georgia's roster was. That, when, okay, but when that's what I'm saying. Kirby I'm not Smart asking for 12-0. and 0. I'm asking for six wins. I mean, I don't think that's unreasonable to ask for. We should have had at least three wins or four wins. However, I forget how we play at homecoming, but we should have had UAB. at least – Yeah, should have at least four wins. And now we're looking at – I mean, that's that's the part that's frustrating, I think, for everybody is that these games, we should have blown people out of the water. We haven't. And, you know, it's – there's been regression to a certain extent. Um, I think maybe those defensive linemen that graduated last year were a little bit more important than everybody thought. You know, Shy Tuttle. Now, he started Bell, the other night for the Saints. And, filling uh, in for Sheldon Rankins. Yeah, Kyle Phillips. Yeah, that's the other one. So that's where if Pruitt's going to be successful – in the next couple of years, he had better recruit about seven defensive linemen in this in this class. But you and know, I'll be I, fair. I thought we saw some good things from the D line against BYU. Latrell Bumpus had two sacks. Uh, Greg Emerson had a sack. Um, I thought they played a little bit better um, against the BYU line. That's you know most people thought was going to dominate them because their all average age was like twenty three, all married, and you know. Yeah. bigger guys but right well i mean i don't <clears throat> i thought the defensive line played okay i'm not i was still wasn't too impressed um but i just think you gotta gotta roll through it out there i mean there's you gotta quit this cycle of yeah hire a guy and i would love for us to find the next nick saban or dabo sweeney or tom herman or someone like that but fact of the matter is just let the guy build 
build something and see if it works. And if, if it doesn't, he's at least going to have a lot of recruits there and you can fire him after he has a six and six season instead of firing him after he has a two and 10 season. And there's still a coach that's got to come in with a total rebuild. So, I mean, that's, that's where I'm at at, at this point. And you, it's like, we go back to the NFL say, uh, portion earlier where we talk about quarterback coach athletic director in this sense or recruiting and you've got to keep that consistent no matter and and you look at Vanderbilt why they've been able to beat us the last couple of years because they've had the same quarterback played three or four years coach been there three years three or four years now and you know they've been consistent on that level and that does lead to the field so yeah, I mean, I mean, you I'm take not a look saying at fire Tennessee's- him right now. Look, I'm look, I'm, I am saying that I'm out on him being that SEC championship. You know, that Kirby Smart, Nick Saban type. Just because I've seen so many things, in just the first two weeks, that just he doesn't look like a Mike Vrabel, like I alluded to earlier, where he's the CEO of the program, where he's a caretaker, as Butch Jones would call it. Um. But I'm not saying that he can't be a, an eight-win guy. And that's really – like, we talk about Tennessee getting back. I don't know if they're ever going to get back to, you know, the Fulmer days of winning ten games a year. But, I mean, I would like to win eight games a year. I think Pruitt can do that. I just don't – I haven't seen anything so far to suggest that he is that upper echelon coach. And, you know, that's going to take a lot of seasoning, I'm sure, to get to that point. And I'm not saying fire him now. But I think that there can get a point – in this season where you've got to pull the trigger. You know, you go 1-11, there's no excuse. There's zero excuse to, to go 1-11 and 11 or 2-10. and 12, or two and 10. Yeah. Well, I mean, in my opinion, we can get back there. And I, do, I know if Pruitt's that guy, no. But I'm willing to give him for, uh, the next four years to see if, if he can work it out. And if not, then that's plenty enough time, in my opinion. And, you know. And the reason I say that we can get back there is we're not Nebraska. Nebraska probably won't get back there unless they have one undefeated season in the Big Ten, you know, somehow beat an Ohio State or, or someone like that. But well, they're they not going have, undefeated this year. No. They don't have the recruits to do that in Nebraska. Like, Nebraska's not getting – like. I feel like some of the athletes at Nebraska, I could probably win in a foot race, and that's pitiful. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't that make the argument even more for why they should be better right now? Because Pruitt? Yes, because if they're still getting those recruits, I mean, if they're still in the top 20 in you know, college football and recruiting over the last eight years – What's yeah, but the problem. I mean, the, we've seen plenty of five and four star guys come in here. What's the problem? It's not the players at that point, is it? I mean, what's the rest of your conference doing? If like the all the SEC gets really good players, you know, Big Ten, Ohio State, Michigan, and whoever else. Uh, I mean, I can't even think of the other. Uh, Penn State, they get the top recruits. And then everybody else is like, you know, they're okay. You know what I mean? But, but, yeah, but okay, so that's what I'm saying is, you know, if, if the SEC, like Alabama and Georgia, 
and even Florida at times are just on a different planet when it comes to recruiting. But everybody yes. else, maybe even A and M, occasionally, but everybody else is kind of still pulling in those LSU fringe. Okay, LSU. I'm I'm trying to think more east, like teams that we're gonna play more off, like Kentucky and Missouri. Which Missouri doesn't get a lot of great recruits, or even Vanderbilt. I mean, that's this argument starting to fall apart. I mean, we get better recruits than those teams, but they play better. They're more productive. They develop better. Why is that? It's because of coaching. Uh, yeah, I don't uh, know. I, I don't think anybody has a solid answer. There's no way that all these players, four and five stars, are terrible. There's no way that Tennessee's staff, that, that on paper is, I mean, say for Pruitt, who's it, coached, what, 14 games now in his career, been a head coach. Tennessee, the rest of their staff on paper is really, really good. I don't think that they've all just forgotten how to coach. I don't know what the answer. I don't think anybody knows the answer or the exact problem. Uh, but we're a long ways off from 1998, folks, because Tennessee and Florida State are both in just shambles. Shambles, complete and you, shambles. And, you know, if if Pruitt doesn't work out, I really think they should look at T. Martin. And I don't necessarily know if T. Martin will be a good head coach. But, A, they owe it to the guy, I feel like, to give him a shot. And, B, I feel like he know, would know personnel well enough to continue that consistency, I just, if, you, if you know what I mean. I don't think if Pruitt doesn't work out, you can't go, go to another guy who hasn't shown the experience of leading a football program. Um, no. Tennessee but he has- obviously had an opportunity to get Satterfield from App State. Uh, obviously, he was really low down the list uh, whenever they hired Pruitt. And look what he's doing at Louisville in year one. I mean, you you got – you're not at Tennessee going to continue to get the fan support, to continue to sell the season tickets by trotting out the, the next up-and-coming coordinator to head coach. You're going well, to. It's kind of like the Rick Barnes argument. Now, granted, Rick Barnes is was a Hall of Fame coach before he came to Tennessee, but someone to come in and to stabilize the program, and we've seen what it's done for Rick Barnes. You know, I I think Pruitt was a good hire for where we were at the time, considering you know the Shiano debacle, the Curry debacle, um, Fulmer stepping in. I think you know you out of the three. Now, obviously, Mel Tucker's done a lot of good things at Colorado. But out of the three between him and Kevin Seal, I think probably out of those three, you got the better of the three. Um, but going forward, and look, we still got a lot of football left to play. Yeah, this I mean, Ty this Taylor's whole conversation is premature, was, was, honestly. Was hit the nail on the head. Now, I think we are staring at probably one and six, just be, and a lot of things can happen. But you're going to have to find some wins on the back end of that schedule. And I think they're there, Kentucky. We haven't talked about this. Lost Terry Wilson for the year with the ACL yeah. injury. Vanderbilt, yeah, a lot of question marks there. I mean, there's UAB. That's three wins right there if you can win this weekend. That's four, you know. Maybe you still win against Missouri. I think that game's at home. No, it's on the road this year in November. We're not winning yeah. that game. Yeah. Uh, watch, us, watch us have the, you know, first worst two weeks in probably program <laughs> history and then come back and make a bowl game. Uh, that would be something. That would that. be – I mean, it would hey. still concern you because of the first two weeks. Like, 
I don't know if we're ever going to be able to wash down that Georgia State loss ever because um, I feel like the staff is always going to be tainted with that loss. But it would be impressive. Look, um, this team, this program always finds a way to reel us back in. And when I thought BYU was going to uh, – when we were going to beat – when I thought we might have a chance of beating BYU, you know, halfway through the first half last game, I thought – Man, this team, this program always does this. They'll they'll disappoint me one week, and then the next week, they they get me fired up again. And you know, I, I just this program has a, a knack for doing that, and that's why the fans have been so loyal is because they always give them just enough. Just yeah, I mean Tennessee doesn't deserve Tennessee fans. They just do not. They've not they given don't. them any reason to be as optimistic or to be there as much as they have been. So on that last play, well. Second to last play of regulation on that blown coverage. I mean, when he catches that bar, you're not thinking, just please just score. Just end it. Like, I don't, we know if it goes to overtime, what's going to happen. Like, I think all three of us can agree when it went to overtime, we knew it was going to happen. We weren't going to win that game. I mean, it just, it's just Tennessee. That's just how it is. We have the worst concept of prevent defense in my entire life. Like, that's, probably the root of all this uh, losing. So you think back, Florida, third and 13. Uh, Florida, uh, Florida, again, two years or three or four years later on a Hail Mary. Georgia, multiple times, they should have beat us on Hail Marys, essentially. Like, why can people – why is it so hard to think, this guy's running at me full speed, I need to run full speed back – the way he's running. Yeah, yeah what is Taylor but, thinking? Like, it's what a four-verse route, and they run a cover three. Somebody's going to be open. I don't, and can we please, for the love of God, quit playing Nigel Warrior because he doesn't hit hard, <laughs> and he can't catch the freaking <laughs> ball and cover. What can he do? He, he's just out there. I would rather play safety than have him at safety. I would tell Philip Fulmer, hey, put me at safety. I'll at least <laughs> – I will pay to play safety over Nigel Warrior. I will chuck myself at this guy's leg like a dead gum stick and bike uh, a dead gum bike tire. I will do it if I break my neck. So be it. I will chuck myself into this guy's leg. I mean, Man. he's he's the perfect example of a guy who was pretty good as a backup his freshman year, got a little bit better, and then just absolutely the last two years has been awful. Um, he's been in countless blown cover. The South Carolina game uh, from a few years back. That we lost on a on a late touchdown. That was a blown coverage on him. You know that Tennessee wins this game if he makes that tackle most most likely. But yeah, I mean, I think Elante Taylor's still a good corner. Um, I don't know if there was a a coverage uh, collapse there where maybe he was supposed to have the deep third of the field there, or if he was because I mean, if you watch the play, he uh, Trevion Flowers, not Trevion Flowers. Theo Jackson signals to him right before it happens. And he kind of steps in like he thought the receiver was going to run an out route, which wouldn't make a whole lot of sense with 16 seconds to go and you've got like 80 yards to get. Um, But, yeah, it was just awful. And I'm not going to put that one completely on coaching. I think Elante Taylor, when he did turn around, it was like he jumped into a bucket of quicksand and couldn't move. I mean, his hips got wide, and he just – he couldn't move. Like, he got burnt by a BYU receiver. That should never yeah. happen in the SEC. Yeah. Uh, we got to move on. That's – we 
we'll know more. I don't know if we'll know more next week after the Chattanooga game, but Florida in two weeks. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, good talk on the Vols. Um, as far as the rest of the SEC goes this week, is there, is there any other – Is there? yeah, it's kind of a down week. Is there any other, like, big games The biggest week? game, I, I think, think, is Kentucky and uh, Florida. Florida. That, and I'm talking across college football. Like, Yeah. Week three is always kind of the week that's just kind of yeah. – Because it's, you know, the, a lot of the neutral site games are over with. Right. A lot of the week two power Conference five power play five's over with. Conference play hasn't really heated up. So, um, we'll make our picks now for the rest of the SEC like we've been doing. So, first game, uh, Georgia, 33-point favorites over Arkansas State. Having a pink out for Blake Anderson. Um, yeah. And the tragic loss of his wife last week. Yeah. So, mad respect for Georgia fans for that. Um, as bad as it sounds, I think they are going to take it easy on them. I think I think Arkansas State's going to cover this 33-point spread. Yeah, uh, uh, I do too, actually. Um, it's an 11 o'clock start. Sometimes they, teams can come out kind of slow and sloppy there. Um, oh, yeah. Like against th- Georgia. Oh, wait, that wasn't 11 o'clock. Never mind. Yeah. But I think Arkansas State probably covers, but Georgia wins easily. Yeah. What do you got, J.D.? I'll take Georgia. Georgia just, to cover 33? Yeah, just because. Why not? All right. Okay. Uh, next game, K-State. Headed down to Starkville to take on Mississippi State. Mississippi State, seven-point favorites there. I think Kansas State's going to cover, but I like Mississippi State to win by, like, a field goal or something. No, I like State. State's covering that. I know they're going to be without – I think they're going to be without Tommy Stevens. I think their backup is uh, the old – is it Starkville? See the backup, I think. Uh, But, yeah, I like them to cover at home. Anyways, I'll take uh, K State. K State to cover the seven. Yes. All right. Hill. All right, and then we got SEC matchup. Uh, Alabama headed to Columbia to take on the Gamecocks. Bama twenty-five and a half point favorites, and I think they're going to cover. South Carolina running out a freshman quarterback. It's the Crimson Tide. That's a scary. Uh, that's a scary opponent right there. I think Bentley's going to blow him out. Did Bentley get hurt? Yeah, yes. Bentley's been out yeah, for. He's done. He's done for the year. He got hurt week one. It's the Ryan Helinski show. Uh, pretty solid quarterback as a recruit. I still like Alabama to cover this one. Yeah. yeah I'll take Alabama in that case. All right. Three Bamas there. Moving FCS on. Yes, matchup. So that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Oh, we, uh, we did get some notes on Ole Miss. It is Matt Corral, like Golden Corral. Got that DM boom. from Scott. So, uh, cool. Scott uh, Jeffcoat. So, Matt Corral and the Rebels are hosting southeastern Louisiana. We don't have a line. There's no telling what it is. Whatever Probably, it is. Who cares? It's going to be. Yeah. Good. The tickets are going for $4. That's all you need. Okay. <laughs> Ole Miss. Ole Miss will do whatever, probably. They but want. They suck. So, everybody in agreement there, Ole Miss, probably. Yeah, I mean, I've yeah. never even heard of southeastern Louisiana. Yeah, me neither. So. All right. Uh, three o'clock game. Colorado State and into Fayetteville. Arkansas is nine and a half point favorites. I'm going Colorado State. 
I think they're going to cover that, and they might just win the game. I think Arkansas is terrible. Uh, give me the Razorbacks. Woo, pick Suey at home. <laughs> yeah, nine-and-a-half-point favorites. Yeah, I think they probably win this by two touchdowns. Colorado State, not a great team. So, pick Suey. I'll take Colorado State outright. Whoa. Okay. Writing that down. Pencil it in. Uh, I don't think that's a terrible pick. <laughs> I think Arkansas is really bad. All right. And then we got uh, Kent State going down to the Plains. Auburn, 36.5-point favorites. Auburn's going to win, but they're not going to win by that much. Kent State's going to cover that. Bo Nix going to throw for four touchdowns and run for one. Auburn covering big. I'll take Kent State. Yep. I feel like right now <laughs> the way that we're picking, we're like at the very end of game day, and they're like, just got to score. Just like fired <laughs> them I'm, off. I'm the Lee Corso. <laughs> Not so fast. Auburn, <laughs> Bo Nicks, five touchdowns. Auburn <laughs> at home. Go I don't even think Lee Corso knows what a line is anymore. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> need to put he him at the yeah, yeah, leave the man alone. Leave him alone. They need to leave the man alone. They need to take him off the air. Yes, I know, that's they what do. I'm saying. Just that's put him in a said. studio with people he like. Like Mike stunt Leach doubles. needs to retire and take over the gig. Put him in a put him in a studio with stunt doubles. He'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> never know. <laughs> so wrong. It's probably true though. <laughs> okay. Oh, All right. Um, I'm gonna save that one for last since it's. The most intriguing LSU Northwestern State line. Who knows? LSU is going to destroy them. <laughs> oh, and their little horrible prep prep game for Vandy. A and M is going to destroy Lamar. I've never even heard of Lamar. Uh, and then you got Kentucky and Florida's coming to town. Florida eight and a half. Is that eight and a half? Yep. Eight and a half point favorites. I think they're covering that. They're going to swamp the Gators. Yep. I think Felipe Franks is mad. They hadn't played, in, or they played UT Martin yep. last week. Uh, I think he's mad. I think he's he's hearing a little bit of the smoke, and I think he's going to come out against the SEC opponent and throw for a couple touchdowns. They are missing their star receiver, Conley. Uh, he's going to be out for about a month, so hopefully he won't play against Tennessee, but knowing our luck, he will. So Does it matter? <laughs> good good point. Know. Good. Um, hey, Bryce Thompson is back. Shout out. He is. We didn't Bryce even mention Thompson. that. Hey. Um, well, he's he's not back back, but he's kind of back. What's the spread on that one? It's eight uh, and a half, Florida. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Florida wins by ten. You know, ten points. If Terry Wilson's there, maybe I'm a little bit more intrigued to take the Wildcats to cover, but I just can't. I mean, I yeah. I'm sorry. Like, I know Big Blue Nation's gonna hate this, but. Kentucky's backup quarterback. Nah. Nope. Blah. Pass. I don't care who it is. It's just not not gonna yeah. do it for me. No. Uh, anything else college football we need to talk about? Uh, Bryce Thompson. I don't think so. Bryce Thompson's back. JD, you got anything else on college football? No, college on? football is the least of my worries these days. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, chop on, baby. That's right. 
Hey, All I know right. I didn't get to hear my baseball take earlier, but I essentially said the Braves are going to win the World Series. So. Whoa. Where, I don't know about uh, winning. There it is. Hey. Hey. But I think <laughs> if they're going to go to the World Series, this is as good a year as ever. So, Especially with Max Muncy being out, that helps because he killed the Braves in the postseason last year. Yeah. All right. Uh, we don't have any questions this week, did we? No. Probably not because I don't think we advertised that we were recording. So We did not. It was a you guys are going to get a fun podcast Saturday. Uh, out the door, I have absolutely nothing. I didn't know it was my week. <laughs> wow. Someone didn't prep very well. JD, you got anything out the door? Out the door. Oh, shoot. Um... You, you don't have to come up with it. I mean, I can Hold get on, up a headline real quick, and we can read it and talk about it for just a second. But Sure. You can do what real quick? Just pull up a headline, like a news headline, and just talk about it. Probably going to get a lot of Democrat debate stuff. Which... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I, the first three things, uh, not good. No, I'm sure. I'm sure it's. Yeah, I don't. I think I would rather watch the Vols play Saturday than watch the Democratic <laughs> debate. So yeah, I did watch it. I did watch it. You gotta stay informed. You gotta, no, you gotta know both sides. You got to. So I can't think of anything honestly for out the door. Um, very well. I guess you uh, guys uh, saw about Simone Biles. Uh, oh, like her brother murdered someone? Yeah, he's not guilty to a murder charge, murder one. So uh, that's that's gonna look good for her and her PR. Uh, well, I'm not my murder. brother's keeper. Yeah, but it's not her responsibility. I, I, you know, it's still PR. I mean, it's still not not good to have that tied to your name. Yeah. Um, I guess you know JD, you uh, you and Dakota both beat me and Ben in fantasy baseball last week. So moving on to the yes, I've proven myself in the fantasy football or fantasy football fantasy baseball ranks. Um, I wish I could have played some 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 football with y'all this year, but uh, I spread myself way too thin, and I've got five leagues. So uh, please pray for me. Um, At least I have Saturdays to set my lineups because it'll probably (laughs) take that long. Maybe next year after we kick Varga out for being inactive, you can have his spot. I've got something we can talk about for outside, out the door. Okay. Out the door. So, uh, obviously, Antonio Brown uh, going to the Patriots. Uh, There was a civil suit opened up against him from, uh, I'm guessing, a former girlfriend or whatever. Uh, Yeah, she was like a trainer or something. She was like a trainer, athletic trainer. Uh, So – I mean, is this where we're at now? Like, I don't know if he's going to play Sunday or not. It, we'll see. But, I mean, is this where we're at now as a society? Accusations prevent people from playing. The Bryce Thompson situation ties in this great. The, the guy didn't do anything illegal. I mean, he broke yeah. the gate from everything that, you know, the police reports. He never laid a hand on her. Right. Mufflings, rumors that he said something else. Um, but no yeah. one can directly no. tie it to him. I mean, yeah, this well, is where what, we're at, what, though. We're just going to sit people out. Like, I know it's a safe thing to do, but what happens if Bryce Thompson did sit out for half the year, comes back, nothing comes of it? You just wasted yeah. half of one of his seasons. I mean, it's supposed to be innocent until proven guilty, right? But it's kind of flipped on its head now, and it, it's become guilty until proven innocent almost. Yep. And that's where and we're at. Kind of with the AB thing is my biggest question here is it's a civil suit. It's not a criminal. It's not a criminal case. Right. This should be a non – this should not even matter, in my opinion. Now, the accusation is horrible. If he did that 
and it's proven that he did that criminally, and yes, 100%, never play in the NFL again. That's awful. But a, a civil suit. When I hear civil suit, the only thing that comes to my mind is money. Yeah. She's out to get some money. Now, I don't want to say that that's the case for all of them, uh, but it certainly smells fishy on this one. And it's just odd timing, you know. You know, three days after he gets to a new team and finally looks to be, I'm not going to say turning the corner, but he's happy where he is now and he's going to play and probably going to score a lot of touchdowns. Oh, wait. Civil suit. It's just odd. Yeah. Well, Mike Mayock's revenge is working out pretty well so far. So, <laughs> um, so far, so good. Yeah. Antonio Brown didn't know what he was doing when he threatened to punch him in the face and called him a cracker. <laughs> Teach that yeah. cracker a lesson. Yeah. Well, all right. I think that's about it. I'll have something for out the door next week. I'm going to see. Uh, I'm going to go see it chapter two next uh, week. So, oh no 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 no. Know how that is. First one was pretty good. The remake, not bad. Uh, you guys got anything else before we wrap up? JD, good to have uh, you. On. Go Titans. Go Titans. Oh, I am going Sunday. Going to the game Sunday. Get hey, me too. So, hey, I'll see you there. Be a good one. Glad to have you on, man. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. It's always fun. Until Blakey. next time. Until next time. This is Info Flood logging off.